Welcome to the Bilog Ang Bola podcast. You, our listeners, should expect commentary and analysis on different sports, both local and international, from a Filipino fan's perspective. If this is your first time listening, or you are an avid fan of the show, thank you for sharing your time with us. Everything about the podcast can be found on our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please give us a follow at PH and hashtag PH. Our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to the fourth episode of Bilogang Bola Podcast with me, Notch. So we're going to talk PBA today. And uh, joining me for this show would be Alan. So hi, Alan. Hi, Notch. Big week. You proved to be a curse. There is a Bilogang Bola curse. There is a Bilogang Bola curse wherein last week, we talked about how terrible Kia was and they won a game. We talked about how terrible the PBA attendance and viewership on TV is. And it seems like there's more excitement now in the league. And we talked about how Hinebro is doing well and they go back down to earth with two straight losses. So we're also going to talk about Gila's updates, the Gila's 23 for 2023, and we're going to have some PBA what-ifs, as usual, so let's get on to the show. So first up, Kia wins, Kia beat Ross, Raider Shied last Saturday, 98-94. Who did you pick? You picked the... I picked, I said Global Port, but it they were playing so well I don't think it would happen then I just said they won't win this conference and I was wrong <laughs> maybe the physicality got into their head especially from uh, Raymond Almasan and uh, Eric Camson Eric Camson but that was a solid blow from Eric Camson yeah, trying to, I was trying to check if uh, there was something before that but couldn't really see anything and it was in the face yeah <laughs> It's uh, above the shoulder. When when you look at the fight, it was instigated by I would have to say it's instigated by El Mazan. And then Kamson just reacted. Just you know. Maybe uh, it was a bit hidden, not as obvious. Yes, yes. But still uncalled for. Mm, that has no place in the PVA. But right. in fairness, it brought some excitement back. It brought some you know, it gave people something to talk about, and who doesn't want to watch a fight? <laughs> I think what they mean is uh, the passion is back because okay. uh, coincidentally, uh, two PBA, um, well, one player and one uh, current coach of uh, TNT, Ali okay. Peak, and uh, Coach Josh tweeted um, basically the same thing, saying that the PBA is back and the passion is back. And, you know, they're seeing the more action from the players. Well, more action, literally. Literally. <laughs> I'm happy for them. I mean, as long as we get these fans back, the PBA uh, living to its name. Okay. In terms of, you know, 
Uh, Actually, the PBA isn't PBA without any color, without any fights. Unfortunately, it has to come to this point where we get the fans back. But ultimately, the fans are kind of getting back on track, are going back to the PBA. I would like to see more physicality. I guess um, everybody's moving on quite well, you know, from a rough off-season. Next up, I guess... I'm not alone in this. I hope that um, they already find their uh, new commissioner. But yeah, but it it lit up Kia. Mm-hmm. From that point on, Kia started playing well. They finally won a third quarter. <laughs> yes, they and then eventually they finally won a game also. So it 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 fired up the team. Eric Amson played a pivotal role in taking out Raymond Alvarez in that game, and it. Proved to be a winning formula, formula. a winning. Um, that is what it takes. That's what it takes yeah. for Kia to win. So be it. Yes. The bottom line is Kia won, and the PBA can move on now that Kia has won a game. Previous yes. night, same place, Coneta Astrodome. I don't know what the what is in the air of the Coneta Astrodome. Nineties vibe, <laughs> the nineties vibe where it was. Uh, Let's not play in ultra. <laughs> not not anymore. The game that we're talking about, the game that was also marred by two fights, late in the game, late in the fourth quarter, was the Enlex and Miguel fight. Ah, sorry, Enlex and Miguel game, yes. wherein San Miguel won by hundred nine ninety eight. Um, the thing here is, what was surprising was when Von Pesumal, ah, Kiefer, yeah, pushed, intentionally pushed. He was, if you look at the video, he was really seeking out Kiefer, and pushed him from behind. And Kiefer, as usual, flopped. I mean, not really flopped, but really fell. He, yeah. he had to sell the call, and Von Pesumal was called for a flagrant foul, which he deserved. And based on his reaction, he just ran back on. You know, yeah, it's like nothing. It's like you know, we didn't, we weren't, we weren't friends since we were in grade school, or you know, we didn't spend. It just seemed like they didn't know each other. They they had Teammates some animosity. for the last ten years. Yeah, they had some animosity going on there. I don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I just hope it's competitiveness, and I'm pretty sure it is. I expected it. Yeah. The first move to come from a Yang Gao player, not the other way around, and uh, the the non Yang Gao player just retaliating. But this is completely the opposite, right? It was uh, Vaughn just pushing Kiefer out of nowhere, and I like what he said. I'm not here to make friends. I'm a professional basketball yeah. player. Was I, that a shot at Kiefer? Kiefer just trying to make friends with everyone. Probably not. I mean, probably not. He doesn't I, think that deep. He is. He can be friends with you and, you know, light you up for 30. So, I mean, it just cancels it out. Uh, does it mean that he'll just be physical with you? He, he, it's not. Probably no not, an- but he can just, like, you know, light you there's up. There's no animosity between them, from especially from Vaughn. I doubt it, though, but if you look at it from the other perspective, this guy has been playing second fiddle to Kiefer his whole Ateneo life, basically. Right? But, so maybe there's some... He has some issues with that. Everybody has issues, but... Or a welcome be. shot. Like, welcome to the PBA room. Yeah, like something like, Pare Maganda. After yeah. all, yeah. I mean, he's a, a... 
there's a, some a bit of seniority there. After that fight between Vaughn and Kiefer, Michael Miranda decides to gets physical with Chris Ross and gets himself thrown out. Later in the game, Chris Ross started an arg- uh, word war with uh, Coach Ian Giao of the NLX Road Warriors. Well, for one, uh, Michael Miranda got Chris Ross pretty good. Yeah, An- uh, another good shot. Yeah, that's another good shot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these guys, Almazan Kamso and Chris Ross, Kiefer, and it's not they're uh, all, you know, they're, maybe they're all watching too much MMA or they're hyped the, up for the NFL playoffs. Michael Miranda's it's not his first time to get. Oh, yeah, he's the enforcer of Netflix. Yeah, that's the only reason he's, in, he's on the team. He's the enforcer. No wait, he got into something with JP Aram. Was that the preseason? Probably yeah, preseason, pre- yeah. Aram threw a punch at him. Yes. Some tackling over there. Yeah. Some floor action. Ying Giao has a history of... Having um, these enforcers. Developing enforcers. And um, these enforcers obliging by, you know, creating Obel a career Kenyan, out of that role. There are a lot of Ying Giao enforcers. Jewel Ponferrada. Jewel Ponferrada. Marquis. Marquis. I remember seeing Jewel Ponferrada like, in his global portis. Red Bull Paraco had uh, Carlos Sharma, Mick Penisi. Mick Penisi, yeah. And he got a lot of enforcers. There. June Tibans. <laughs> for, for, for the wing guys. Uh, Tora Tora. Jim Weltorion. How uh, can we forget Jim Weltorion? Well, uh, Yang has his enforcer. Mark. Chris Ross was uh, accusing Yang of using the N word. Uh, this is the sad part. I mean, more than, I guess being physical with each other yeah if this is true I mean there's always two sides to the story but if this is true so this I, is what we don't need so I did some digging yeah I looked at the replays I could get from YouTube mm-hmm. or Instagram whatever sources I can get lip reading I did lip read and he called him a bitch that's what's clear he called him a bitch twice but I couldn't I, ne- I didn't see him use the n-word Maybe it was never caught on camera. Maybe he never did use it. Maybe Chris Ross is not hearing right. I don't know. It's Cuneta Asom's a big place. A lot of people. I just saw a coach Utter the B word. Call him. Call him a bitch. Twice. Yang's not too, you know. Yang's been who, here, yeah. done that. So many. Even imports, man. Even, doesn't matter who you Ivan are. Ivan Johnson. Yang Gown is known to talk to other players also. Engage, <laughs> engage in conversation that yeah. is not that is R-rated, and not for everyone. Not, not for really, consumption. Yeah. If you watch a Yang Giao game, sometimes if you're lucky enough, he will shout explicatives at referees where everybody can hear what he's telling his players. It doesn't yeah. really matter. It, yeah. Yeah, the coach has never changed. He yeah. still is the same, and it's a culture he espouses. It helps with the PBA. It helps. Uh, unfortunately, it has to come to that again, but the PBA is benefiting from it. More exposure, more people talk about it. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Hinebra back-to-back losses. First at the hands of Blackwater, and then now Alaska last night. Hinebra is depleted. Mm-hmm. They have injuries, so they just got... Saul Mercado back yeah. but they lost Greg Slaughter last night they lost they still haven't had Joe Devance this season because mm-hmm. he's recuperating from off-season surgery yeah. well with Greg 
guess that explains it. Just as when you're getting used to him back, really uh, maximizing his role and potential with the team, and you lose him again. And that's kind of tough. And um, I think Coach Alex Hobson said it best. You're you're missing two winners right there. You're missing two number one draft. Two number one draft picks, and one's uh you know. The best player of the conference last. Best player of the conference. Last Joe Devans, who's, you know, won multiple, multiple titles champions. with Tim Cole. That's why they're so inseparable. <laughs> then Alaska's playing really well. They finally have everybody back. back. Yes. No one's injured. Getting everybody in the, you know, in the groove again. For me, it's like Calvin Abueva clicking the right way. Vic Manuel, I really, you know, I think highly of him. What he brings to the team, toughness and actual scoring, not just intangibles. And then new blood, you have two. Well, you have a serviceable rookie in the Bond Pots, and uh, I guess an upcoming rookie with uh, Jeron Teng. Uh, whether teams or leading not, scorer, teams leading scorer, and whether or not he actually you know scores a bunch of points, at least he's smart. You, uh, he has the attention of the defense okay. so that opens things up for JV other Casho, players JV Casho and Chris Panchero yeah. even sometimes Simons. Kevin Rakal Kevin Rakal yeah, Alaska's deep Alaska's not too much uh, you know brand name players you have guys who can hurt you and Carl Bryant Cruz is largely underutilized CBC. here yeah. that's one thing I've always questioned why does CBC get more playing time in Gilas than in Alaska and to think the PBA is a 12 minute game yes. compared to the Gilas it's a 10 minute game. I find that so strange I think he sat out uh, the weekly practice of Gilas tonight um, they were teasing him that nakalaro ka lang hindi ka na nagpractice and they were teasing him that We'll, t- we'll call Coach Alex so he'll play with us again. Except maybe his first game, but I have yet to see one of his Gila's explosions happen here locally okay. with Alaska. Let's see. It's only five games into the season. We're about the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Alaska, I hope that yeah, they're getting into the groove. I hope you know, they do better in the playoffs and they take advantage of their situation now where everybody's healthy. So what about Sanitos playing 30 minutes? A team high. <laughs> yeah, but he was effective. He, mm-hmm. Coach Alex was saying he was playing on one leg for the past two years. Now that he's fully healthy, it's back to the old Sanitos. My question to him was, why would you let him play on one leg? Why don't you just rest him? Yeah. They weren't More winning anything last year. Yeah. Why not just sit him out of the conference? Mm-hmm. Or when, when they were in that long losing streak, set them out. No, they didn't have Vic. They didn't have Noy last year. They still don't have Noy, I think. Now. Yeah, but... Noy didn't you know, play. Don't let your players play hurt. We'll get a, Especially if you're not in any position to make the playoffs or yeah. to win a championship. So let's move on from the PBA. We want to talk about uh, Gilas. Gilas. So let's have a Gilas update. So yeah. Gilas came out two weeks ago with a 23 for 2023. Coach Chatre has uh, tweeted a lineup mm-hmm. of mostly college players, some high school standouts, and Philams who are based abroad. Remy Martin. Remy Martin, Dwight Ramos, 
guys that we're not too familiar with with guys we are very familiar with yes. in the college program. So Troy Reich of Wake Forest. AJ Edu's here. Some of them have been practicing with uh, Gilas. Mm-hmm. I have some... My feelings towards this is it's number one, it's a, it's a marketing ploy by Cho- Coach Chot that to get more attention, to get more people involved in the program, to raise awareness of uh, the importance of the grassroots development. Second of all, it's also a ploy for him to tell the current guys that you just can't be relaxed. You just can't take this skillless program for granted that year in, year out, you guys are going to get picked. Basically, it's a marketing ploy for me. Because why it, just stop at twenty three? <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's he picks specifically because it's too, we're gonna uh, the Philippines is gonna join co co host the FIBA World Cup. In my mind, that twenty twenty three is five years from now. A lot of things can happen five years from now, and I'm sure Coach Shot knows that. Heck, he might not even be the coach of the Gilas program. Then you never really know. That's what, a possibility. Yeah, that's a possibility, right? What I'd like to do is f- when the 2023 list is, comes out, I want to know how many of those players are actually in the pool and how many of these players are actually going to get picked. I would guess four or less of those Of players. the 23? Of the will 23. Will be the actual roster? Will be actually the actual roster. Interesting. Where does where the... Where okay, the let's, let's, proje- okay. let's project the 2023... Uh, FIBA World Cup roster of Gilas. Yeah. Okay, let, 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 let's go with the current lineup. Would you have Kiefer? Yes. yes. Entering his peak at 30 years old, maybe. Would you have Junmar Fajardo? Yes. Yes. Probably his last international tournament. Hopefully, if he can probably get into the Hadadi type level. No. No, I don't think no, so. Okay. Hadadi's an NBA vet. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hadadi is a daddy. And prime. not with Australia and New Zealand in the same zone. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we can beat New Zealand. It's Australia we can't beat. We won't be able to beat five, even five years from now. I don't think. You know, when Australia decides to bring in their team A, oh, no. there's this guy named Ben Simmons, who's pretty good and plays with Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers. So. 6'10", can play every position. Five positions if it's But he FIBA. can't shoot. Can't shoot. But, but he doesn't need to that's shoot. That's how good he is. <laughs> he can't shoot, then you still can't stop him. Okay, so we have Kiefer, Kiefer and, and Junmar. Junmar. Will you have Calvin? No. Will you have Jason? No. No? Okay. I mean, the blur at 30. Will you have R.R. Pagoy? Yes. Okay, so we have three now. Would you have Troy Rosario? Yes. Four. Would you have Matthew Wright? Yes. Five. Mark Bello. Would you have Mark Bello? Six. Six. Would you have CBC? Would you have Japheth? Maybe not. No. Who else are we missing out? The Kevin Alas? No. No. We have Bobby Ray Parks. Could be, but... No, yes or no. no yes or no? No. No. Who, who so are you? six. So six, okay. Who are you well, you have a naturalized. Okay, you have, you have the replacement of Andre Blatch, whoever that may be. Jordan Clarkson or or Christian Sanhardinger or whoever. I, 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 I. Zeke Austin. Or Isaac Austin, okay. But 
Well, whoever. Whoever. Player X, seven. Seven. Okay. Oh, so you're one off. <laughs> Maybe somewhere or someone. Would be. Uh, would you have Terrence Romeo? No. No. Wow. So you have five. Five of these twenty-three. Really? Who among the who among the twenty would you? CJ Perez. Okay, baby beast. Okay, that's one. So you won't have the beast, but you'll have the baby beast. Yeah. But the baby beast is worse than the. Oh, that's five years from now. Okay. So that's seven. It's eight. Hey, eight. Sorry. So you have four more. You have Kai Soto. Okay, I'd pick Kai Soto too. AJ Edu. And the... Be- who? Yeah, tell me who. Okay, who? who? Who can convince you right now that five years from now, I am Aguila's first team player. First team selection. Wait, Remy Martin. Paul, Remy Martin, okay. Paul Lee. No. He's always injured. Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah. Paul Lee later on. Remy Martin, okay. Remy Martin. Does he have his passport? He should. I mean, he was named in this pool. Why would you name someone without, you know, if he... I assume they did their... Uh, due diligence? Due diligence. Their background checking? Background checking, yes. I hope so. I yes. hope so. The safe right now. Okay. Kobe? Not... Not Kobe. I'd go How with... How not have Bobby Ray Parks in the team? Because will he improve? It's all floaters. His jump shot, his... Uh, Corner three's getting better. So you're saying Bobby Ray Parks has stagnated as a player? I he's better. Not, de- he's better defensively, though. Yes, the Thailand game in the Sea Games, really, you know. So no BRP, huh? Hmm. No BRP. Okay, who's your fifth from the twenty-three? Remy Martin. I'd go with these unknowns, just because they have uh, D one pedigree. Remy Martin, Dwight Ramos, and Destroy Right. Six eight, you have uh, for Troy Reich. What's his name? Uh, Dwight Ramos at six four. Well, Remy Martin. Okay, if you want to go back, mm-hmm. the two thousand thirteen FIBA Asia Cup team. Yes, the one that played here. Yeah, who are still in the team? Jason Castro, Japet, Japet Aguilar, Junmar Fajardo, Gabe, Gabe Norwood. Mm-hmm. That's Jason. It. Yeah, Castro. Norwood, Norwood, Fajardo, Aguilar. Your best point guard, your most versatile wing, and your two bigs. Two local bigs. So if we can translate that to 2023, you got Kiefer. Still Junmar. Still Junmar. Wow, Junmar's made it 10 years. So who are your two bigs? Junmar and then the naturalized, obviously. Yeah. Or Arpagoy. That's probably it. Mm. I'm sure there'll be, you know, some college players just making improving you know some unknowns but I wouldn't say FIBA ready level talent that we don't know yet FIBA World Cup World Cup talent yeah world class talent so any more updates for Gilas? I for the second window it's coming up it's nearer than we think so we're playing Japan here here at at home and uh, Australia in Australia. Australia in Australia. Um, so, Japan no, th- we've beaten. Australia, we're probably going to lose. Well, for the second window, I think. Australia uh, without NBA players, we're yes, still going to lose. Team C. <laughs> team, yeah, third team. For one, um, Calvin and Raymond Almazan will be out. Okay. They've been dropped since they've missed three straight practices. Okay. 
they're probably the Gilas management's probably sending a message like okay we're doing once a week uh, these are very light practices even if you have a game before or after after Monday night it's not too toxic or if something's bothering you can always show up if something hurts they have trusted PT there that they've worked with so there's really no reason to so who are we looking it? at who are the 12 who are the 12 Jason oh it's, everything's still up in the air you have Kiefer Jason okay. Junmar Junmar Japet Japet it's gonna be there Matthew Wright Matt Wright RR Pagoy RR and Troy Troy so you got five open slots five open you got slots. Matt Bello CBC CBC okay you might want to since it's Australia you might want to develop some other players which they're, I think they're looking at doing um, they've asked for the papers of CJ Perez Robert Bollick that's all I can remember so they'll, we're going to add two uh, you're looking to add two players. college players huh? yeah just to get them you know I wouldn't be surprised like one of these windows Coach Jot finds a way to squeeze in Kai this early I think he would have uh, with some factors uh, why Bolek why CJ Perez I see it why Bolek I think they were impressed with how what, what he did especially in the finals okay number one I wasn't impressed with the celebrations Yes. Someone that thin shouldn't do a LeBron James celebration in the middle of Arenetta Coliseum. I know he was hyped up. I know he probably practiced it, but that's for a black guy. A big black guy. Not, Not a, a smaller, thinner... With a mustache. White guy who looks like Redford White, right? Yeah, with a... One with of those emojis. I don't know if you noticed it. He looks like an emoji. Okay, one time we have to talk about later on. PBA lookalikes. PBA lookalikes or UAP lookalikes or NCAA lookalikes yeah. like for example Thomas Torres and Bimbi uh, uncanny resemblance <laughs> yes sir <laughs> they were impressed with this uh, NCAA finals performance but just imagine confidence Matthew Delavadova all over Robert Pollock oh my god if and, I mean, well you they, can't really I don't think you can really you know imagine yourself against somebody Nobody will make it. <laughs> no, but uh, Bolik. Well, I think he proved himself. Um, he, He's the most ready among those twenty-three. Probably. probably. I want to ask you, like, who were you surprised with? In the list. In the list. I don't care if it's twenty surprise you, but who? I don't think JJ Alejandro is any good. I'm surprised he included some high school players not named Kai Soto. Uh-huh. Because and that's Gozum, it's Gozum. Ah, yeah, Will Gozum. Okay. Kobe Paras doesn't make the twenty-three. The, the, the you think? Where would Kobe Paras be five years from now? NBA D League. Probably G League. Sorry, G League. Of course, when you when we ask about these players now, we see what what for we see them for who they are now. I can't imagine a wing without. Uh, consistent outside, outside shot. shot yeah that's one okay. two his attitude maybe the, yeah, looks like a diva yes and um, he's gotten in the nerves of some of his teammates already? already believe it or not 
That was only like that was only two tournaments. Yeah. Why? Lack of playing time. Two tournaments in what? Three weeks of practice. Why? Just the way he handles himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Benji Paras is pretty decent. Yeah, he I, seems like a f- fine guy, a good guy to hang out with, right? And even the brother, but but he grew up in the states alone. Yes. Crucial, probably has mommy issues. Sadly, I mean, you don't wish that on anyone. But yeah, crucial formative stage in yeah, the US. He tweeted these things to who did he tweet to? Kai. Kai that you know don't Isn't let these people yeah. bring you down don't let yeah, these people enter. you don't generalize that way go to the states yeah go to the states and and he may be like true me. yeah he may be true but he, you just don't go like that benefit of the doubt you just don't go public on those yes. things benefit of the doubt your parents have you in check more than anything more than Kai's backers quote unquote Kai's school more than Kai's how tall is Kai now like 7'2 probably yeah he's well according to the list he's 7'2 just a few things here they're very high on Tratter Abu Tratter Tratter Australia I mean I'm not saying lineup but he's being considered 6'7 okay who don't I like in this list who don't I see even having a shot making the Arvin Tolentino Isaac won't make it also. You will be surprised. I will be surprised yes. at the lack of good bigs that we will have or at the talent of Isaac Go. I was surprised at how he moves in practice. Close up. He's more mobile than you think. Two, I think his confidence right now is very high for obvious reasons. And I'm not saying he's in that level, but... So in five years, you think it will translate? He could. He should. All of a sudden, he, he has potential because okay. of what he showed. I don't think Paul Desiderio will make it also. No, definitely. To, f- to shoot first. Yeah, to shoot first, basically. I don't think... Juan Gomez Liano is very talented, but he's too short. I'm sorry. And he doesn't play that much defense also. Same with J.J. Alejandro. I already talked about J.J. Alejandro. Ken Tuffin... No, Sorry. Not good enough. J.O. Mboat, I'd rather have rock and roll there than J.O. Mboat five years from now. No, for me, I think the replacement of rock and roll is J.O. Mboat? No. Will be Isaac. What? The big, the big guy who can stretch the defense. Raymond consistent, Al- more consistent jumper. Raymond Almason is a lot better defensively. A yeah, lot tougher. A lot tougher, but oh, I, at the very least. A lot tougher. Yeah. At the very least, offensively. I think the, the, they kind of see... Really? That thing. Let's see five years from now. Yeah. Joshua Sinclair, I haven't seen that much. JV Mokon, ah, that guy won't make it, sorry. That guy is like uh, Yusef Al-Jamal part two. Tweener. Yeah. Not even a tweener. It's like... Six four? No. Uso na ngayon yung tweener, di ba? Dahil kay Draymond Green. Pero... She's not Draymond Green. The defense is not there. I don't think he can facilitate an offense. I don't see the passing. Ken Marcarino, I don't think so. They've been giving this guy, this guy shot after shot after shot. I don't think he's going to develop. I think he's like a UTN Andrade. UTN Andrade. 2.0. Carl Tamayo haven't seen Kobe. Hmm, interesting. I don't know much about the Phil Ams except that Remy Martin plays in an ASU and, and Troy Reich doesn't get 
to play that much under Danny Manning and Wake Forest. That's all I know about these guys. So we're hoping that well, Randy Martin okay, gets... Uh, I'm going to have this list, save it. Five years from now, let's see how many... Maybe even a year from now. Do you think... We would know already a year yeah. or two from now? Yeah. Once other players come in, because even management has said that you know it's a revolving pool. You know, players can come and go. The minute... The minute... Richie Rivero oh, yeah, Richie gets Rivero. out of Lasalle. He'll be in here. Okay. Does 3D make it? To the 2023 team? No. No? What do you think? Maybe some window they can be teammates again. A window, yes. It's possible. But, yeah, but not the World not, Cup. Not, not the World Cup. Matt Nieto, I don't think so also. The things that will break this list are... The films, the up-and-coming films, films that we haven't heard yet, or Phil Euros we haven't heard yet. Okay, that's uh, our Gilas wrap-up. So let's move on to our PBA What If segment. What if in the 2011 PBA draft, the then Powerade Tigers selected Paul Lee over JV Casho. Polly over JV Casho. Polly over JV Casho. Back then, the thinking was Polly was definitely the better pro prospect. Bigger, can score with the ball better. JV Casho is a slightly better shooter. Polly was a better creator. I think it was a Gila pedigree. Yeah, yeah. Why did Parade pick? J.V. Casho? First pick. So, Gila's pedigree. Polly wasn't part of Gila's 1.0, but J.V. was. UAAP championship pedigree. Character guy? Yeah. That was the other, according to rumors back then, that was the other side. It was easier to deal with J.V. Casho and his management team than Polly and his management. Parade made the decision. Mas gusto namin maayos na kausap. Mas gusto namin Mas madaling kausap si J.V. Casho. So we'll just pick J.V. Casho. Well, looking at the bigger picture, you had peak Gary David. So he was your number one scorer. You needed more of a, so a we're pure back, point we're, guard? We're back to do we draft for need or do we draft best player available? Best player. So Parry in this case drafted for need. They needed a point guard. Yes. I think at this point of their careers, there really was a strong case for J.V. He ran the Gilas, the Raiko team. He was the starting point guard. He had, at the time, tons of international experience. Okay. Remember, they were inter- they were playing international basketball for three years, so they were the most experienced in terms of world-class competition. And I think Powerade had the fourth pick also. I, I'm sure that um, affected their reasoning, meaning, you know, they, they, they could gamble a bit since there was someone at number four that a high there was still a high level player at number four they were gonna gamble a bit say pick Casho and then Polly will be number two then either Lutz or Laster would yes. fall to them luckily they got Lassie now uh, back to that what if My- for this what if back to the Polly and JV okay. would Polly have developed that way under Bo Perasol and having Gary David 
No. Right? Polly would have been traded after a year, probably. Okay, what if? Okay, what if that happens? What if Polly gets picked number one? He gets stuck in the rotation. He gets traded after a year. Ross has JV Casho. I think Ross never wins a championship. Ross never wins a championship. So until now, there's zero, right? Yeah. If that happened. Yeah. And Yanga would have left earlier than he. JV Casho is not a Yang type of player. So he would have been traded? He'd be out of. He wouldn't be in Alaska now. He'd be in Rainer Shine. Still be in Rainer Shine? No. I mean, he's not. Someone else would have gone number two. That's what I'm. Wow, you think? Yes. He wouldn't have picked Lasseter a lot. Yeah, not a film. He would have picked Baroka. It would you have been Baroka. But Baroka has been Baroka since. Yeah, Baroka hasn't left uh, Magnolia. No, and his, his game hasn't evolved. Still the same. Yeah. Right. What team would Paul Lee be in? Still Magnolia, right? Powerade would have traded into Magnolia, yeah. probably. San Miguel team. That wouldn't really have changed much. Is that the main thing out of that is? If you see, he gets to a SMC team earlier, yes. and Ross never wins exactly. a championship. Yes, that exactly with JV Casher, ah, uh, with yeah. Mark Barocha, because Mark Barocha didn't. Where would JV Casher have gone? Petron, probably, or Baraco, or JV Casher still would have gone to Powerade. <laughs> oh, the fourth four. pick, right? Yeah. No, if Rain or Shine had Barocha at two, okay. You still had Lutz, Lassiter, and Lee. And, and Kasho. And Kasho. And Kasho. So, the so Baraco would pick for Lassiter. Baraco would pick Lutz for Petron. And Powerade would have the choice. Who would be picked now? Okay, let's move on to our current what if. What if L.A. Tenorio was traded for Stanley Pringle? Before Tim Cohn came along, because the rumor has it that this was done, signed, sealed, delivered, just that LA has a no trade clause in exercises. Okay, because Tim Cohn would wouldn't do that trade because yeah. he knows that LA Tenorio, he's worked with LA before. He knows LA is a triangle, can can run the triangle, and Stanley he wouldn't really. He's more of an up and down guy. Yeah, up and down, pick and roll. Yeah, Baron Davis, you know. <laughs> Baron Points Davis. guards dead. <laughs> so there. So let's say Ellie was traded. Let's so what happens to the two Hinebra titles? What do you think? Not there. Not I don't there. think Stanley Pringle would have led them to those two titles. Japet would not as be, would not be as effective. I really think. Yeah, because Japet plays better with, with LA. So there are no no finals MVP. Hinebra you have to still, give it to you yeah. have to give it to LA. Hinebra would still have zero championships. For the longest time, JJ Helterband might be still playing because he still wants to win the one championship before he retires. Pringle would have clashed with the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, with the whole team, I would. I, I, would, I don't think he'd get along with Greg and Japheth as well. Then he would have been traded for Chris Ross. <laughs> Chris Ross, yes, not Kabagnot. Why? Why? Why ask me? Why not trade him to Magnolia for Polly? Polly? No. Nah. That's a hard what if. Uh. It's hard. What there's, if. there's no too many implications. Because okay. all we know it's is a bad fit. Hinebra won't win the two titles. It would have been another one of those Hinebra type moves that you know, yeah. get them. Sh- they think it's a short term fix, but it actually 
turns out to be uh, a pain, a long-term pain. One of the causes of a uh, Hong Kong. Thing, yeah, they had a lot of those trades before yeah. that never really solved anything. Now that they don't trade anyone, they're, they're like playing better well. now. And yeah. they have a stable coach. That's the reason. Before, they used to change coaches uh, every so oh, often. One conference coaches. Yeah, that's, really that's, baffling. That would be sad, though. Never know, no championships yet. What Where does Pringle what? fit? Which team? Which team other than Global Port? Meralco? Where does Pringle fit? I don't know. See? He's like Terrence also. Exactly. That, that's what I was going to. You have two players. Same position. You know. Okay, we're not going to count Kia. Okay. Yeah. Not gonna count yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to count. So you have two players that don't fit anywhere. Phoenix. On your team. Phoenix. Either. In order, they have to be the main man in a particular team. And... You have to be the primary scorer, and you have role primary play. ball handler and scorer. Bottom line, Hinebra. If that trade happens, Hinebra would be stuck with Sally Pringle, not knowing what to do with him. Have still have zero championships, and beyond that, it's more chaos. And still the same. Yeah. How do you know they might have traded Greg Slaughter that year? Yeah. Jack Aguilar with the way things are going, right? And the faster first is still there. Okay. Um, so that's it? No, they'll just be furious. They'll <laughs> just be furious. <laughs> furious at Stanley Pringle. <laughs> at themselves. <laughs> furious at the Nebra management for messing things up. Okay. That wraps up our fourth episode of Bilogang Bola podcast. I'd like to thank uh, Alan for joining me today. Thank you also. Thank you for listening to the Bilog Ang Bola podcast. Please give us a follow on our social media accounts in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We will appreciate any feedback or comments that you may have about the show. We can be found on social media at PH and hashtag PH. Please subscribe to our podcasts that are available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitch. Until next time, this is the Bilog Ang Bola Podcast. Music